The Chicago Bulls are winners of five out of the last six games. The most recent win coming against the Detroit Pistons in a game in which Zach Levine looked the most like the Zach Levine of old that we've seen all this season, maybe even since his knee injury last season. On top of that, Billy Donovan has provided an update on Lonzo Ball and where he is in his recovery, and we're going to dive into the mailbag to answer your voicemails and comments. We're going to do all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. Uh, first up, the Bulls win last night against the Detroit Pistons was a win in which everybody wanted to see, right? It was a win in which, you know, I think a lot of fans come came into that game thinking and knowing, hey, the Bulls could very well win this game. But with the way that they've played down in competition, the confidence in that was a little bit shaky. And while the Bulls did allow the Detroit Pistons to stay in the game a little bit longer than what I would have liked, the result was what the result needed to be. And that is the Bulls getting a win against an inferior team against the worst team in the Eastern Conference, and they did so behind Zach Levine, especially in that first half, carrying the team. Now, Zach Levine, who I think scored 27 points in the first half, if I remember correctly, and didn't wasn't really getting much help. The only other player in the first half that was in double digits was Nikola Vucevic with 10. But we had big performances from almost everybody else on the roster, and Zach Levine also chipping in in key moments in the third and fourth quarters to really seal this game and send the Detroit Pistons home with a loss. And that's what we needed to see. The way that this team competed last night is what we needed to see. Zach Levine with 43 points. DeMar DeRozan with 22 points. Nikola Vucevic with 19 points. Once again, the big three, I've been calling them this medium three, but playing like a big three and leading the team in many ways. DeMar DeRozan's stat line, especially good. Six rebounds, five assists, one steal, only two turnovers and 22 points. He did it on nine of 19 shooting, so not the best efficiency there. But he got the job done and got key buckets that swung the momentum when we needed it. Nikola Vucevic, again, hitting another clutch three. The only three he hit last night. He finishes the game with 19 points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal, and three blocks from Nikola Vucevic. Three blocks. Nikola Vucevic guarding a young, more athletic player, moving his feet better than what we've seen almost in his whole tenure in the Chicago Bulls. And at one point in this game, he just realized, I'm not going to let this kid score on me. Not easily, at least. And he stood up and, and played very good defense down the stretch of this game. And Jalen uh, Duran in this game only having four points. He only took four shots and played 31 minutes. But again, Nikola Vucevic put a body on him and Isaiah Stewart, and it was good to see him do those type of things. Io DeSumo having a really good night uh, as far as de defense and, and just pushing the pace. He was 5 of 11, 11 points. Uh, he had six rebounds, two assists, playing really solidly as well. Patrick Williams' defense was key in a lot of stretches, and his aggressiveness on offense, even though he doesn't get calls played for him, only took six shots. You could feel the aggressiveness from Patrick Williams and the bench. The bench, who only scored six points in total, in the first half of this game, we finished in this game with almost 30 points coming off the bench, which is crazy to get 24 points off your bench in just the second half. Andre Drummond just going coast to coast at one point, getting 12 uh, points, seven rebounds, the biggest impact off the bench. Kobe White, again, continuing his improved play, had a plus minus of plus 10, didn't shoot the ball too well. He only took three shots um, in that, but he hit two of those, scoring five points. But again, his defense was key. Alex Caruso, in his first game back, showing the impact and the energy that I didn't expect to see from Alex Caruso 
this soon into his return. Devontae Green was kind of so-so. He had some really good defensive moments as well. Didn't score any points um, again, but, you know, it kind of is what it is. They're not holding that against Javante with as long as he's been out of the game. But the Bulls played very well in that game. And coming into the game tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers, our last game at home, well, yeah, our last game at home for a while, I believe. Let's take a look at that. So the Bulls, no, we we oh, we come we leave for one game, we come back, and we're at home against Brooklyn again, and then we have a, a, a little away stretch after that. But with that being said, the Bulls face a team that completely embarrassed them in the first time they played them. That's not, and I don't use that. That's not hyperbole at all. The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Bulls 128 to 96. That was an utter embarrassment. And while it is some questions on who's going to be available in that roster or not, um, coming into this game tonight, it doesn't matter. We, as we know with the Bulls, listen, we have players out. It does not matter who's out. Evan Mobley's day to day. Darius Garland's day to day. Robin Lopez, Seti Osmond, all day to day. I'm thinking those Bulls, those teams are going to play, or they may sit. Considering we play the, they we play the Bulls in their their building on Monday, so maybe they do decide to sit. But it doesn't matter for the Chicago Bulls. The revenge tour continues for the Bulls. But more important, more important than any type of revenge or any storylines with that, the Bulls got to continue to play with the heart. The Bulls have to realize that they have to give it all for 48 minutes every single game. They, they don't have any excuses with that. This was a team that completely embarrassed you on your home court, completely embarrassed you in front of your fans. It's time to get revenge. It's time to play well. It's time to play with that heart and determination we've seen from this team. This Bulls team right now that is still 10th seed, but only a couple of games out of possibly being the 6th seed, right? As we can, as we look to, to continue our improved play, are going to improve results as well. The coaching staff, Billy Donovan in the game last night against the Detroit Pistons, adjusted pretty damn well and pretty damn quick. Let's see that be a continued thing and spot for the Chicago Bulls team as we're looking to improve this damn season. So, you know, you don't want to take anything lightly, especially against a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers that are not only one of the best teams in the East, they've been one of the best teams in the in the league so far this season with a record of 22-14. and 14, What I would not kill for a record of 22-14. and 14. But with that being said, the Bulls have to show up yet again. They cannot take any nights off. They sit right now three games below 500. We've been improving our play. Zach Levine's been definitely improving his play over his last 10 games. Zach Levine is balling. And we're starting to see him, Vooch, and DeMar find ways to balance it out. Yeah, it's still not coming necessarily like DeMar's. Some of his best moments came with Zach Levine wasn't on the floor. But if that's what it has to do, that's fine. That's a balanced attack. Vooch is the one that kind of keeps everything together that he can go off at any point in his, he's been one of the most consistent bulls. But if it takes for within the flow of the game, right? Not the heavy isolation, but in the flow of the game where there's going to be times where Zach sits, that's where more things go through DeMar. There's going to be times where DeMar sits, more things go through Zach. That's fine. That's basketball. That's absolutely fine. But this team has to find a way to keep this level of play. And so far, they've been doing it. All games, all, the Rockets game aside, the Bulls have been playing with some nice heart here lately, and I would love to see that continue and see if this Bulls team can get above 500 as we go into one of our most difficult stretches. From now until January 15th to the middle of the month, it's going to be a tough run for the Chicago Bulls. And if they can come out of this stretch at 500 or above, the second half of the season eases up pretty nicely for the Chicago Bulls, and we can be seeing a completely different Bulls team. But let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Let's get into the next topic today. So. Last night, Billy Donovan provided an update on Lonzo Ball's rehab, and he said this direct quote, he is regularly on the court shooting, which has been good. Actually jumping a little bit while shooting, he's been doing some light jogging and I think working through that stuff. Since we last talked, 
it is progressing. It's just really slow, but there has definitely been some improvements, and he's actually doing more physically than the last time we spoke. The last time uh, Billy Donovan provided an update was November 30th. So we're looking at basically exactly a month, and Lonzo was gone from not running or cutting to doing some jumping, shooting some, doing some light jogging. It still does not, I'm not going to take that prognosis as meaning he's likely to come back this season. I still think it's a higher probability that he does not play this season. But very well, and as we've known, especially if you watch sports for a while, when you do start doing things like this, and if your body responds well, and if you deal with the pain kind of well, it can take sharp turns. We could very well, and what he's impressed, uh, improved in, in in a month, we could be looking around the end of February for maybe Lonzo to maybe have a more clear prognosis, not necessarily saying come back, but the thing, the fact of the matter is this, even if it does get to February, if it does get into March, if Lonzo Ball is ready to get back on the court, I think you put him back on the court. Now, of course, not starting, but even if it's toward the end of the season, much like they did with Patrick Williams last season, you allow him to come back, get his legs back, start getting the feel for the game, and then you work on some heavy things in the summer. But at least this time, we got a positive prognosis, a pro- pro- positive update on Lonzo Ball. And it's been all positive updates, even the last time that I, po- I talked about this. When I posted the video when Lonzo was being interviewed and him even saying, like, it's just I'm, I'm dealing with the pain a little bit more. I'm, I'm doing these things. and You could tell there was a different energy around Lonzo Ball. I know a lot of Bulls fans are waiting and hoping that Lonzo Ball can come back this season. I'm still not saying ready, sitting here ready to say that that's probably going to be the most likely outcome. But it's good that he's making the progress that we didn't get last season. And at the end of the day, we still got two years. Even if this season ends up being a loss, it sucks, right? We still got two seasons of Lonzo Ball under contract after that. So. Let's get Lonzo, let, let's let him get back healthy in the right time. But at least now, it's good to get a, a positive update on him. All right, enough other things for me. Let's go ahead and get into the mailbag today. This first first mail, this one's from the 773. Hey, what's up, hey? Uh, first time leaving a voice message. Uh, been a listener uh, and a subscriber for the last month or so. Love the broadcast. But I got a question for you about these pools. Um, we, we get excited about the, the record that we got against. The top-notch team, and I'm thinking, what if the good teams is just playing down to their competition? We say that about the Bulls lose, went losing games to Houston and all of that, that they playing down to competition. I would think that maybe they win in these games because the Milwaukee and Cleveland or whoever that the Bulls are beating, the best teams in the league, that those teams are just playing down to the competition. The Bulls are not playing any better when they play the best teams. It looks almost the same. I just wondered what your thought was on that. All right. Keep up the good work, man. All right. He asked an interesting question, right? This is something that at least I haven't seen anybody ask or talk about. And, I, and, it, and it says a lot about where the – Bulls fandom is. I, I've said it before. We trust the losses or we believe in the losses more than we believe in the wins. I do think that that's starting to turn around. But this kind of brings all that home saying, what if other teams are playing down to the Chicago Bulls? Here's what I'll say with that. I've, I watch every single game, every single minute, and that's not to say you don't. But I don't see that. When you look at the teams and the way that they play, especially in the way that the Bulls have won those games, I can't say that the other teams are playing down to the Chicago Bulls. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely. I, mean, I don't hold all the answers here. But I, I, I don't see when you when you watch the way that let's look, use the most recent Milwaukee Bucks game, for example. That was a game in which Giannis wanted that game. Giannis was trying. You can't you don't have a 40 piece if you're not trying to win. The way that I would say the other teams, especially in the upper echelon teams, if they were playing down to the level of competition, you wouldn't see that type of performances. 
I, I personally don't think it. Even when you go back to the Atlanta game and how Trey Young was playing and yapping at refs, I don't feel like they were playing down. That's my personal opinion. You are fine to have yours, and that question is a very valid question. And I want to hear from everybody down below. What do you think on that down below? Do you think that the Bulls have benefited from teams possibly playing down to the Chicago Bulls? Is there more fool's gold there than what we may think? Like I said, I don't personally think it in, in seeing the games and seeing in the way that teams compete and coaches coach and everything like I, I don't see any playing down to the Bulls, but I could be wrong on that. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right, let's get into this one. This is the first of two voicemails from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. This one, I don't need to, even need to say my name. Hey, look, a lot of people are talking about trades, but the buyout market could be what we should be looking for. Now, I know we talked about this in your, comp, in your chat room of the Detroit Pistons game. But I was thinking, speaking of the Detroit Pistons, maybe – we possibly could get Boyan Bogdanovich. Now, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but think about it. We let's nobody just trade for that big old contract, especially for Detroit, unless you know, unless they're a playoff team, which most playoff teams in the NBA probably aren't going to trade for that big contract, especially with it being in his last year. So the Detroit Pistons may look to buy him out. Hey, he could be a guy really good. Come Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Off our bench. Especially with some shooting. You never know. Anyway, too much to think. Peace. And this is actually a question that was asked early in the season. Um, here's my thoughts on it. Would I love Bo, Bo John on this uh, team? Absolutely. But when you look at him having a contract that is over $20 million per year, us trading for that contract, you and you said it in your voicemail, No, you don't see teams trading for that big old contract. That includes the Bulls. When you look at what the Bulls would have to give up, you have you would have to give up a much younger player. Uh, almost everything starts with Kobe. I, I, now, it doesn't necessarily have to, but I'm just saying that because of him, him having a $7.4 million contract. But that still doesn't get you close. You're then looking at including either uh, Derrick Jones Jr., 
Um, maybe a Tony Bradley if they take it. Then you're still not close enough there. You still then would have to include maybe a, like it's just the, the money just doesn't work in a way that's favorable for the Bulls in looking at how many assets they would have to give up for an over 30 player that while still definitely can make an impact and can definitely impact the bench on a, on a playoff team. Let me let me be clear. I'm not saying that Bogdanovich can't have a, a huge impact. He can definitely do that. But I'm just saying I don't feel like it's likely because of what how much we would have to give up. And then still, they would probably want some draft compensation back. And where the Bulls are right now, the fact that the Bulls aren't a championship-level team, they're right now in the play-in and fighting for that. As of right now, that could change. I don't see the Bulls giving up that much money to do what? How much would that really improve the Chicago Bulls? The way that I look at it, even if you were to add Bojan to this team for, let's just say we get rid of just some pieces we're not using, it really still doesn't up the Bulls' stock enough to where they're now like in the top three of the Eastern Conference or anything like that. So I don't necessarily see that happen. I would love him if he, if you know, if he didn't sign that extension and was a free agent, I would have loved to go after him. But considering trading for him now, I don't think the Bulls, with where they currently sit, not having a lot of, well, they do have more draft capital than they do not, but missing out on their first round pick this year, their own first round pick, the Portland pick, looking, it's it's kind of fluctuating between it looks like it is going to be or isn't going to be the Bulls. Right now, they are the eighth seed in the Western Conference, but that we need them to win more to even get that pick. It just, I, I don't see the Bulls giving up what's needed to get Bojan, but again, I could be wrong. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. All right, this next one's up. This is from my auntie. This one's a little bit older of a voicemail, but I got to play it anyway because, as you know, Goon be going off. Go ahead, Goon. What's up, hey? You know this your auntie, a.k.a. Goon. Um, I want to go get no voicemail. That's why I have not been leaving no voicemail. That's why, I mean, I've been commenting on shit, but I'm so out of energy with the boys. I have no more energy for them. I don't trust the boys. I don't even fucking like the boys no more. It's going to be a while before I spend my money going back to United Center. I spend too much money and support these boys too much for them to be playing. Like, I don't, I, they have a, I don't give a fuck attitude. Like, everybody's saying, oh, they ain't practice for them two days for Christmas. Or they had two days off. Who gives a fuck what, how many days they had off? Who gives a fuck who didn't go to practice? Every fucking night y'all come in, hit Chicago Bulls court, y'all supposed to do the fuck y'all. Y'all don't, look, this shit was so embarrassing. Houston came out, they the worst team in the fucking NBA. Everybody in the Bulls team to be slapped. And a lot of them need to be slapped. AK Mark needs to be slapped. I don't know. And, and Billy, you see that they are doing this to Boots. Why do you keep pulling Boots in a position that he don't need to be in? You can't be pulling man in position. And then it's like Boots is just on the floor for shit because when nobody giving him the ball, it's like everybody was going past him. Patrick Williams looked right at him. I don't know if you looked at him or not, but shit, he ain't getting the ball boot wide up. I don't know what type of, I don't know. Hey, I just can't do it no more. Like, I'm tired of saying the same shit. We say the same shit literally every day, hey. Literally, we say the same shit. Then every time the boys lose, they talking about this. Oh, we should have did this. Or they played better than us. How the fuck y'all all on the news talking about who the fuck played better than y'all? Who cares who played better than y'all? Y'all want to play better than y'all. Y'all let this team, y'all let this team come out like this, like they was Devin Curry or Clay Thompson or something damn about it. They had a shootout with y'all. And everything, anything they was throwing up, they was throwing up crazy ass shots and that shit was going in. No defense. Everybody walking. Everybody standing around. Billy looking crazy as hell. He confused. He don't know what to do. He, he won't play motherfucking drummer. They fucking boot up. I don't see why the fuck you didn't get drummer no tick. I don't know. I'm just so irritated. 
I'm so fed up with this team. This team is bipolar. They confused. They up and down. You, we on three game winning streak. We could not give them a confidence because look, we lost the game. Only way I'm believing the Bulls again. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. The Bulls got to win straight seven straight games, nine straight games for them to, for me to trust them again. I trust my motherfucking animals before I trust the Bulls. I look, hey, I don't even want to watch the Bulls no more. I only come to y'all broadcast just to listen to y'all go in on the Bulls. I don't watch the Bulls game no more, bro. That's why when I was at 12 out at work, I ain't give a fuck. I ain't going to watch the game any motherfucker. Boy. Then I came on because I recorded the motherfucker. Oh, my God. All right, bro, I just don't know what to do with no more heads. I don't know what to say. I'm frustrated. The Bulls are frustrated. And Goon really airing a lot of the frustration that we all feel as Bulls fans. Let me be clear here. Um, it's like, yeah, they've won five out of the last six, but you know, that Houston Rockets game was tough. And since, uh, Goon left this voicemail, the Bulls are on a two game winning streak. So Goon, keep leaving these voicemails, keep getting frustrated. But I will say I'm right there with you. Like I did say that if the Bulls kept losing and playing in the way that they did, I was going to black out, meaning I wasn't going to be wearing any Bulls merch, not on this show, not in real life, none of that. So, and I do think that at some point it does, every fan gets to that point or at least should where it's like, Hey, I still support it. I still love this team. I'm not about to spend my hard-earned money to watch a team struggle. Now, luckily, the Bulls are improved, and they have improved. And I'm sure I haven't, uh, Goon hasn't left a voicemail since this one, but I know Goon, and I know the fact that she loves this team. And with the way that this team is playing, I wouldn't be surprised if she finds a way to be at the Cleveland Cavaliers game tonight. But all that being said aside, if the Bulls keep improving, she's going to keep in, uh, keep supporting. And as Bulls fans, we have we only have so many ways we can air our frustration. I have this platform so I can get to air it out here. But for some Bulls fans that don't have that type of outlet, they can only tweet so much. Sometimes you do have to protest with your money. And that means not spending money on a team that isn't living up to even the bare line, the baseline aspirations we had for this team and hopes that we had for this team. So, Goon, right there with you. We all, you speak for Bulls Nation in the way that you were frustrated. Luckily, the Bulls have been winning since then. And I can't wait to hear from you again, Auntie. All right, let's get into this last voicemail. This one's another one from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, I understand that DeMar DeRozan has been hitting clutch shots for us and hitting game winners for us, but, like, I'm here to tell fans something. It's still Zach Levine's team. Now, look, I understand that DeRozan has been playing up to par, but let's think about that. Who's been farther in the playoffs? DeMar DeRozan. Who just got that first... Takes a playoff experience last year, Zach Levine. You know, DeMar DeRozan is just that veteran that's showing Levine how to be a winner, along with patting his own legacy at the same time. So for all of y'all that's talking about, oh, it's DeMar's team now. DeMar needs to get a higher contract than Zach. At the end of the day, DeMar DeRozan is still on the lighter edge of his prime. You know, at 33 years old, he's not going to be here for a long time. Zach Levine is 27. He has years and years and years to be a top player in this league. Anyway, hey, so much think. Peace. All right, Shay says, is this Zach Levine's team? Yes, it's Zach Levine's team. Everybody who, and it's a lot of casuals that are like, oh, well, this is the, listen, your team's not, for the future, you don't build around, and this is, and I hate when I, I get, I have to like ne talk negatively in a way, like this can be negative about a player I love, because I love DeMar DeRose. I'm realistic in the fact that he doesn't, he's he's terrible in fucking defense, and sometimes he completely destroys the offense, but what he does in the fourth quarters against the Bulls, it absolutely is needed in the heart, energy, and leadership he brings is huge, and while he is a leader on this team, this is not DeMar DeRozan's team, this team isn't built for DeMar DeRozan. This roster was built for Zach Levine. That is part of the reason why it has been so frustrating his level of play to start the season. 
This team was built for Zach Levine, and in the future, it's Zach Levine's team. Your team isn't isn't a player who's 33 years old on the back end of their career who who may not, and it doesn't have a long-term contract with your team. It just isn't. But DeMar is a key piece to this and an important piece for this team, not only for now, but in the future. I've talked about it. What DeMar has taught Patrick Williams, Ayo Sumu, Dalen Terry, hopefully he's teaching Dalen Terry, is going to be something that it impacts this Bulls teams for years after DeMar leaves, teaching them the worth ethic, right? But DeMar averaging 26 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, uh, 51% shooting from the field. He's a huge part of this team, a huge. And again, 1A, 1B conversation with Zach. But the fact of the matter is the future of this Chicago Bulls team is so far past DeMar DeRozan. And the player that, the, right now, the only two players that we have under contract that long are Zach Levine and Daylon Terry. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I'd say good points all from there. All right, the last one that we have today is actually a comment that I'm going to put up on the screen. And this comment reads this. Hey, Hayes, love your videos. I hate the Bulls are unpredictable, but boy, do I still love this team. Do you think some of the players are wanting to be traded uh, to contending teams like Caruso or Javante? Or do you genuinely think they have love for this team and organization, but for whatever reason, there's a disconnect between the players versus coach? Maybe Billy Donovan has something to do with it. Here's what I'll say on that, brother. Um, Great, amazing question. I'm going to try to do this a little bit more often, too, is pull questions from the comment section. So what I want you guys to do if you have, because and he says that not everyone feels comfortable leaving voicemails. If you have a question, just put mailbag in front of it or at the end of somewhere, somewhere in your comment section, whether at the beginning or the end, put mailbag. And I, it's easy for me to filter with that and I can find these. Um, so anyway, uh, as far as the first question, do I think that some players are wanting to be traded to contending teams? I, I, I don't get that feel from Caruso. I don't get that feel from Javante either. And I don't think this these... Either of the players that you mentioned are players that are going to necessarily request trades to contending teams. But I do think with Javante, and I've said this before, Javante is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. He's 29 years old. For a player that came into the NBA that nobody was expecting much for, he's proven to be an energy, a defensive, and having some ability to shoot the ball as well. And he could be a key rotational piece for any championship team. And I do think in free agency, the Bulls may find that it's more difficult to hold on to Javante than what they originally thought. You even hear the, the Boston Celtics recently coming out and saying that they wish they would have been able to hold on to Javante Green. So I do think that I, if I had to be honest here, unless Javante is just so loyal to Chicago, I do think that if a championship team offers Javante their full mid-level exception, I think he's gone, and I don't think the Bulls can match that. Alex Caruso, I don't get a feel that Alex Caruso is going to ask for a trade. He seems to love this team, his teammates, and he's just a team player on top of that, so I don't necessarily think that. Now, as far as the disconnect between the players and coach, you guys know what, how I feel on this. I've been very vocal on this, is that I don't feel like Billy Donovan puts the players in the best situation. I feel like there's a lot of players that are, let I me mean, not say misused, but aren't used to the best of their ability, and it's hindering their development in some ways, but I think we're starting to see players start being more aggressive in their roles and things like that in Io and Patrick Williams, so we'll see what, what comes on with that. But I, I just don't see those players requesting trades to answer your question, but that doesn't mean that I could a, a, a championship team couldn't make an offer for Alice Caruso at the trade deadline that the Bulls, just considering where they may be at that point, may not be able to pass up. But I don't see those players necessarily requesting trades. But let me know what you guys think on that down below. But that's it for today's episode. Another mailbag episode in the bank. Uh, we got It is game day tonight, so we will be having our post-game, pre-game 
and halftime hangouts all tonight, even though I said those completely in a weird order. We will be having those all tonight. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.